Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Chargers fans, when I thought I would be recording this episode with Lorenzo Neal, we thought we'd be breaking down day one, day two, and so on of training camp, but not in ones and twos. Let's talk about millions, Lorenzo Neal. <laughs> Justin Herbert, how about hundreds of millions? Just signed the biggest contract extension on an average annual value basis in the history of the National Football League. A blockbuster five-year extension, $262.5 million, and monster guarantees at 218. Herbert getting $100 million in year one. Lorenzo Neal, be nice if I got a 1% of that. Huh? How's your morning going so far? <laughs> exactly. Hey, Barney, you know his agent's smiling all the way to the bank. Like, oh, my goodness, I just hit the jackpot. But what's that? What's that smell? That's that new money, baby. New money. That guy just got paid. And you know what? Rightfully so. You look at the quarterback position. If you, you know, you're always, everyone, teams, they always want to build around the quarterback. You look around. They got that guy. When you have a quarterback, you never let that guy leave the facility, especially when he's young, especially when he's so talented. You have one of the top talent team quarterbacks in the NFL, and a lot of teams can't say that. You know that Tennessee Titans can't say that Cleveland Browns can't say that when you think about the National Football League, you look at Indianapolis with the running game and all the things they have. They can't say that you look at the Niners, what's him hindered them when they on when the game's on the line, the quarterback position. So the, the, the Chargers now they have their guy and they got him for another five years. So they have that quarterback. And I know his agents had to do everything they could to get all the money they could because you know how the taxes are in Los Angeles. He's losing half of that to Uncle Sam, right? So I'm telling you, in all, in all seriousness, Justin Herbert, you know, Chargers fans, we knew that they were going to get this done. Tom Telesco, Dean Spanos, it, it was too clear that Justin Herbert was their franchise quarterback. They knew that the first time he stepped on the field week two in 2020 against the Kansas City Chiefs. They had thought that he was going to sit one full year behind Tyrod Taylor. He had to come in immediately at week two, and you knew immediately that this guy was going to be the franchise quarterback for the Chargers. Now that that is taken care of, and again, we're going to spend a ton of time on this episode of Believe in Chargers. Make sure you guys go check out Lorenzo Neal on Twitter. Go check out the Believe in Chargers show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and make sure you smash that like and subscribe button on Hogwatch Football as we gear up for the 2023-2024 campaign. The Chargers, Lorenzo, know they have a ton of guys under contract now. They have Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams, Derwin James, Joey Bosa, the core of their team outside of Austin Eckler. What does this contract do for Justin Herbert and the Chargers moving forward? Do you think this was something that was looming in Herbert's mind, or was he a kind of player that you thought this didn't even matter and his focus is one thing and one thing only, and that's football? Well, I think that it's the latter of the two. Absolutely. It's one thing and one thing only football. Justin Herbert's not that type of guy. He's built different. The guy loves football. He couldn't wait to make people, all these non-believers that said because he was quiet and timid that he, you know, was, did he have those leadership skills? He's shown that he has everything that you want your quarterback to have. So yes, I think Justin Herbert in the back of his mind, does he think about the contract? Of course, every human being does, but if it's not everything for him, this guy just wants to win. He's glad that's behind him. Justin Herbert could have got more money, more, probably more guaranteed and probably had a longer deal if he wanted to, but that's not what this guy's about. You know that he wants to win. And I'm telling you right now, the city of LA and I know people in San Diego, a lot of people that are Charger fans throughout the country, they're happy because they got their guy and they know now you can continue to build around Justin Herbert. And I'll tell you, I really believe that this team is headed in the right direction that they can make it to a Super Bowl in this in, in this contract, during this contract. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it, the time is now for 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 Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers, and definitely for head coach Brandon Staley. Again, two hundred eighteen million dollars is the second highest total in the NFL behind Deshaun Watson's just outrageous out there two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. I know the Cleveland Browns were desperate, but woo-wee. anyway, Herbert at twenty five years of age joins Jalen Hurts as the second starting quarterback from the 2020 NFL draft class to pick up a contract extension. The final two remaining are Tua Tagovailoa, which are, you know, lots of questions are going to need to be answered there. And, of course, Joe Burrow. And I think Joe Burrow is going to wait till Justin Herbert because Joe Burrow's agents are going to want a little bit more, and rightfully so, than what Justin Herbert got. But it's crazy, Lorenzo Neal, the kind of money now that are being passed around these quarterbacks. And now, I, I hate to say it, but when you look at that Patrick Mahomes contract, it's looking like a bargain. Because they got him for 10 years at 45 million a year. Now these quarterbacks are getting 55 plus a year on five-year deals. It seems like Kansas City can't miss anyways. We're not here to talk about the Chiefs. We're here to talk about the Chargers. Low, low, I want to I want to say one other thing though, in, in all seriousness, about Justin Herbert and, and the Chargers. We obviously know he's great on the field, but man, you you wouldn't want a better quarterback to the media. He doesn't get caught up off the field. He doesn't party a lot. You don't hear about him dating all these celebrities. He's you, this guy literally just plays football. He likes to fish. He likes to golf, and he likes to hang out with his family. We couldn't be more lucky for our franchise quarterback to to be that kind of guy. We've seen so many guys get caught up with that. Herbert said a quote today: "I've never wanted to be anywhere else. This is where I've wanted to be since I was born." Lo, have you played with quarterbacks? Obviously, don't name names who get caught up with the side stuff. There's others who are football and football only. And does that really make a difference when it comes to the leader of your franchise? It, it makes a huge difference. And, I, and I'll tell you what, the guy that I played with is I think he's got some Justin Herbert traits and just a good guy. You think about what they did. This The passing of the baton, Phillip Rivers, you never seen him get caught up. You had a guy that you know all he was going to do was make babies. There, have congratulations, getting ready to have number ten. He's he's getting ready to have number ten. His wife got a bun in the oven again. I told Philip, I said, man, are you going to come up for air? My God, Philip, what are you doing? I mean, he's got number ten. He said one more, low, one more. He's got to have you know eleven. You got eleven guys on the football field. So, but if you think about though, you talk about the Chargers and you're talking about the quarterback position. You're absolutely right. A lot of teams can't say that, but you think about Drew Brees, wow, and then Philip Rivers, and now Justin Herbert. This franchise, yes, it hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl. And yes, there's been a lot of unfinished business. But this this Chargers team for the last 10 to 12 years, you have to admit, this team has competed. It's been at least, you know what, it's given you, gotten you in the playoffs. You've been hopeful. Your team hasn't been the butt of the National Football League. So if you think about the last, you know, 15 years or so, this team has been so close and close to being, you know, should have won some Super Bowls in those, in those times. But now you got a quarterback that I believe, that can get them over the hump. Not saying that he's better than Phillip and better than Drew Brees. Drew Brees, first ballot Hall of Fame. We know that. Drew Brees, later in his career, Drew was even even more deadlier. But this guy, I think it's safe to say he may be more talented than Drew and more talented than Phillip Rivers. But um, he's got a long ways to go to surpass those guys. But far as from a talent perspective, God, you got a guy that's very talented. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's a big part of it, but I think you made a great point at the end too. Now, Lorenzo that, okay, great. He got the money. That's good. He's done generational wealth. It's time to win some playoff games. And I think Justin Herbert knows more than anybody yeah. else. Like it is time to do that. It is time to get to that point. And, and as coach Brandon Saley said at the league meetings in March, quote, I'm confident that Justin Herbert is going to be our quarterback for a long time. And that we'll make sure that we get a great deal 
done. Now, listen, how Justin Herbert stacks up is very interesting, right? This guy, his numbers weren't poor last year by any means, but considering Herbert's high standards, he would have liked to have even a better year. But I'm telling you this right now, Lo, it's now legacy building time, right? You got the money, you got a good organization, you got a team. It's time to build your legacy now. It's time to you know bring this franchise their first ever Vince Lombardi trophy. Um, it, it's pretty absurd. Lo, I want to ask you, what did you do with your first NFL contract? What, what, what did you do with it? What, what, what was your first big purchase? You know what's interesting, man, because I, you know what? Now you want me to spill the tea? I'm going to spill it. Believe it or not, I was I was, I was was fourth round. I was 86th pick, 84th pick overall in the draft, 87th pick and things like that. And you know what? I was disappointed. I was disappointed where I was drafted. I was disappointed. I thought I was going to go a lot higher, Borna. So you got to realize I'm going to be straight up with you. My bonus was only 50 grand. So you got to realize that, you know, after taxes that, you know, you got to say, you know, you bring home up 30, 40 grand at that time. So it's still great money for me. I mean, hell, that's a lot of money more than I ever made. So it wasn't even about buying anything. I already had my, believe it or not, I had a, a already had a car and in college. And I said, I'm not going to spend, I'm not going to go buy a new car. You know what? My car, I drove it. I drove it out to New Orleans, man. It was, I, I had it. a, yes, man, a Dodge Ram 50, my little truck, bro. And it was, just, for me, it was like, I'm old country boy from Leemore. I didn't need to spin. I wasn't the guy that was going to go flash. Even if I would have had a huge bonus, I don't know if I would go out and say, I'm just going to go spin right now. One of my other first purchases, a second contract, you know, I, I bought a house in New Orleans, in Kenner. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, I like real estate. I said, hey, let me buy something that's going to last. I'm going to buy something that's going to have some stability. And I'll tell you right now, some of the best investments that I made. I'm not one of those guys. You see me now. I'm in my Dodge Ram right now. I'm in the Dodge Ram 2500, baby. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it, man. No, I mean, listen, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, I was just curious, you know, I because I, again, Herbert, he doesn't seem like the guy low who's gonna want to drive the Lamborghini, right? He's gonna clearly have the money to do so, but he just seems like the guy who's. It's almost like I, I was watching the quarterback documentary. It's been great, by the way, on Netflix, right? Have you checked that out with Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Mariota? It's have you seen it? I I have. It's crazy. I'm glad you asked me. My God, watching it the other day and watching how Mahomes in a Super Bowl, his wife, she she's the main star. Oh, she's a little extra. I'm like, my goodness. She's just, she loves that camera. She's not shy. Oh, you, you know. Oh, my but, goodness. I'm, I'm watching it. It is pretty cool. Watching Mariota and watching Mahomes and his journey, what he did in the Super Bowl, and just being able to lead up to that. And that's Justin Herbert's life. I think Mahomes and Justin Herbert, if you think about, I'm, no, all jokes aside, I'm talking just character, high character guys. I'm talking about guys that are just quiet, guys that really love the game. Guys who's going to be about their business. You see him instead of going to the awards, he's sitting in his room at the hotel. I mean, at the house that he rented and said, I don't want to be here. I want to study extra plays. You watch Mahomes when he's talking about he's going to come. Joe Burrows is coming to town. The work that he put it in. That's how that is the same type of quarterback that the Chargers have. Not saying that he's reached Mahomes level yet of play. But he's not far behind him, and that's what the Chargers should be banking on, that you got a guy that wants to go head-to-head, that has gone head-to-head with, with Mahomes and hasn't blinked. He's always been in the games, and that's the hope that the Chargers should be. If you're a Charger and you're a fan and you're that front office, you look and say, there's only one Mahomes. We get that. But we have a guy that's beating. We have a guy that's throwing, throwing for more yards in a game against him that's gone head-to-head. And when you have that calm about you, you're like, we're there. We can compete. Chargers are happy. Fans, I know you got to be excited. 
I'm excited we get to talk about this. It happened yesterday. I'm just excited, brother, that the Chargers got their guy, and now you got a guy that said he didn't want to be any other place but here. He's ready to play some football. And it's the best of both worlds because he has similar intangibles to Mahomes on the field. But I was actually bringing up the documentary, talk about Kirk Cousins. You know, this guy made $150, $200 million. This guy still drives a Volkswagen van. He lives in a simple home. And and that's who I think we have with Justin Herbert. And I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, that is the fortunate situation. Now, I want to talk about another thing. So after the Chargers, Lorenzo Neal, they lost in week 18. Remember, January of 2022, before me and you started hitting the links together to the overtime loss to the Vegas Raiders. General manager Tom Telesco, he discussed something related to Herbert and rookie quarterbacks. He said, quote, I don't believe in rookie quarterback windows. If you look at the playoffs this year, at least 10 teams had quarterbacks not on rookie deals. The team that I used to work with, we had a high-paid quarterback for over 10 years, and we built the team just fine around him. You have to build it differently, but certainly you can do it. Well, I'll tell you this now, all right? A year and a half has passed since those Tom Telesco comments, and now Tom Telesco's positioned for a chance to back up those words. He agreed to a $262.5 million contract with Justin Herbert that's going to pay him through 2029, his age 32 season. That ain't going to be a rookie contract anymore, and you have to build your teams differently, and the Chargers are not going to have a ton of cap space. They have a massive deal with J.C. Jackson. They've paid Derwin James, and rightfully so. He's the best safety in the National Football League, and it ain't close. They have a big contract with Joey Bosa, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. You know who's due next year? Rashawn Slater, who if he has a healthy year, he's going to be an all-pro left tackle. Him, uh, he's the second-best left tackle in football behind Trent Williams of the 49ers, who's aging. So he's going to break the market. At the end of the day, Lots of contracts are going to have to be dished out. But what does that mean? That means the scouting department is going to have to be even better. That means the coaching and administration is going to have to be better. You are going to have to find guys in the trenches, the guys out of nowhere that are able to help your team. Because breaking news, you can't pay everybody. You can't. And what's made New England so successful? They find guys to replace every single year. The Danny Amendola's, the Julian Edelman's, the Kyle Hogan's, who were playing lacrosse 10 years ago and now are catching balls from Tom Brady. So with a quarterback as talented as Justin Herbert, Lorenzo Neal, it's going to be imperative for this franchise to find these guys that can help, you know, just keep moving the train. Because let's be real low. They can't pay everybody, right? No, no, they can. And I think you made some excellent points. And I think when you alluded to the scouting department and what the coaches are going to have to do, this is where you got to find those grades. This is where you find those guys. And my dad always told me a hungry dog hunts best. And now in free agency, and yes, now in scouting, and now with college draft, your draft, so you can miss on draft picks early when if you're building your team and you already got a great team and everything's in place. But when you have a quarterback and they demands that type of money and you go ahead and you pay that guy, now you can't miss on these draft picks. Your draft picks have to come in and they have to hit your sixth round and you look at a fourth round or fifth round guy like, hey, diddle, diddle, kittle down the middle. You look at the 49ers, how they're able to hit in some of these later draft rounds and bring, make these guys all pros. Because when you have a quarterback, guess what? You're going to suffer and else you're going to suffer other places on that field and on your team. You look at Kansas City, had to get rid of Tyreek. But you see, what did that do? That, draw, that made other guys raise their game because now you're going to have guys saying, I want to be a charger. I know they got the quarterback. Guys who are in lesser deals that want to prove themselves Those are the type of free agents you're going to have to get, but you're going to have to do better in the draft. You're going to have to do better in free agency for free agent rookies, and you're going to have to make sure you continue to get those bargain deals, those guys that want to show that they can win and win on a high level. I mean, you hit it right on the head because, low. 
as the Chargers, we want to be the team that produces these great players that organizations overpay for and that we just have more and more coming. We don't want to be the organization that goes and overpays for the players that are going to move on from those pre-existing franchises. I'll give you an example. Listen, I'm still confident that J.C. Jackson is going to help the Chargers, but that's an overpay, and that's why the Patriots were okay with them letting him go because yep. the Patriots are like, Patriots are like, okay, that's fine. We have another guy coming up. We have another guy coming up. We're not going to give him $87 million. The Chargers will. Those are the little things that are going to elongate the window of longevity. Take a look at Mike McGlinchey, right, for the for the, for the the San Francisco 49ers, now Denver Broncos. The Niners really couldn't run the ball on the right side last year, a little bit behind McGlinchey. Yeah, he was, uh, he was whatever in the past and whatnot. Denver gave him freaking $80 million, and the Niners are okay with that. Overpaid. 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 You're 1,000 for – Born and you're preaching. They overpaid. You look at what Denver did. They overpaid because they said we needed to get a tackle. McGlinchey was a good person. He's a good player. He is not an elite ta tackle by no stretch of no. imagination. And what you're just uh, talking about now, you look at Mahomes. You look at you look at Kansas City. Name me the big time free agent they brought in. Once you have, once you start doing what Mahomes do, and once you start doing now, you pay these quarterbacks. You are not going to get that big-time player. You're going to get marginal players or guys that are past their prime that want to sh on a, on a prove-it deal that's incentive-based. That's what the Chargers are going to turn into. You are not going to see these big-time players coming in it's, that, that, that's going to demand 100 or, or 150 million or 30 million a year. Those type of players for the Chargers, they're on that roster. I do not think the Chargers make those type of moves anytime soon anymore because you can't. They've made their splashes. They, they've made their yes. splashes. And, and, and take a look at what happened at Kansas City. They couldn't afford Tyree Kill. What happens? Who cares? They won a Super Bowl. Mahomes just needed his one guy. That's Travis Kelsey. And then it's a committee. They brought Kadarius Tony off the yes. streets from the Giants, and he contributed. Yes. They they got they, they took yes. Sky Moore in the second round. Now it's about trying to hit on some of those guys in the draft and finding those diamonds in the rough. And now Tom Telesco is really going to have to earn his money. Now Tom Telesco is going to have to earn his money because you can't just go pay all those guys anymore. You, you, there's, a, there's this thing called a salary cap now. And I think now is when you're really going to see the value of executives in football. So it's going to be very interesting next few years. I'll tell you this right now. Justin Herbert's cap hit is only $8 million actually in 2023. $7 million signing bonus plus $1 million base. The Chargers are being very effective and front-loading a lot of the money as well, avoiding cap hits to give the team some flexibility, Lorenzo Neal. But listen, I'm very happy that they got this done. We're very fortunate to have a quarterback in Justin Herbert. I know you also do some work for the 49ers, and it's crazy because with that franchise, they do everything right except they can't damn find the quarterback. So it makes you realize how fortunate the Chargers are. I was actually watching my buddy Grant, who I was looking to connect you with on Niners. I know Trey, Trey Lance looked pretty good. Um, Sam Darnold, he said, just looked like Sam Darnold. You can put him on the first team. You can put him on the second team. He's going to turn it over. And then Kyle Allen, he said, I don't know why Kyle Shanahan wants more reps from me. He looked awful. Anyways, we'll save that till we finish our recording. But it makes me go to say the power of, of quarterbacks, right? And how you have to just take care of them. So um, I don't know. What do you think's next for this team? Would it, now, if, if you're the Chargers, Lorenzo Neal, what is, what, obviously the goal is to win a Super Bowl. But what's next for this team? If you're head coach Daly, Justin Herbert's contract is done. What's kind of the mindset you're starting training camp with? I think without a doubt, the Chargers now, they're saying, look, we have the haze in the barn. Now we have to go ahead and now we have to make sure that we finish, that we load it up, that we use it the right way. You have the talent. The guys that you have on this team, there is not going to be no more big splashes like you said. 
there's not going to be anyone coming to save the day. The team that they have is intact. Now it's about developing guys and getting guys to stay committed. So that's what Tom Telesco is telling his players. He's saying, guys, we're here. This is it. This is this is Batman. You know, Superman is, guess what? When no Superman's coming to help, we have Superman. We have our quarterback. We have our guys. This is going to be the team that gets it done. I'm telling you, that's what he needs to be preaching. That's what this team, the nucleus is in place. And it's about now you've got your quarterback. Now it's time to put it all in place and go out and win and win big and win in the playoffs like you alluded to. This team has to make it to that AFC championship game. And I love to see them against Kansas City or them against the Cincinnati Bengals. This Charger team, they cannot afford to have a slow start. They cannot afford to lose those games like last year and put themselves in a bad position. They have to come out and play well because they've got a tough division they're playing against. This is not going to be a tough season. They have to start fast. Very, very tough season. You start the year hosting the Dolphins, then you go to Tennessee, then you go to Minnesota, then you host the Raiders, then you host the Cowboys, then you go to Kansas. Are you kidding me? Like, But at the end of the day, the Chargers have to view themselves as the scary ones, not the ones that they should be scared of. It's all a mindset. I've, I'm, Lo, I'm reading a book called You Are the Placebo. And, it, and, and essentially what the book is essentially telling you is whatever your mindset is, that's how you're going to be portrayed to others. There was a guy who was convinced he had cancer, even though he didn't have cancer, and he legitimately formed cancer because he convinced his mind that he did. And it's the power of mindset. I think Brandon Staley needs to instill the placebo effect that these guys are the ones who need to be the people should be scared of, not they should be scared of others. And I think that DNA, that moxie, that mindset, it wasn't instilled enough last year. Listen, the talent there, Lorenzo, I think the coaching is there. Obviously, there's some holes. They brought in Kellen Moore, which is going to be a big pickup. But at the end of the day, there's a real connection to the mind in your body. And if you want to see your body succeed on the field, you got to be smarter up here. And I think I really hope that this organization can really, and it starts with head coach Shaley, really get to these guys in here this year. Man. I agree. I, I agree. And wanted to add to that, here's why I think this team is going to be successful. This is why I think that without a doubt, if you told me, I know we'll have our predictions later, but if you said, Lorenzo, why do you think this team is going to be better? I think they're going to be better because last year, if you look at the schedule, they had their first seven games. You looked at it and said, okay, they can get on a roll and, and be in a positive situation. If you look at the schedule right now, and if you're outside looking in, the first game should be a loss. The second game in Tennessee, you know, you're saying, oh, my God, the home team. So probably either come out, there'll be a, a pick them or two points. So when you think about the schedule that it has, the Chargers have, they're in a position mentally that they can't come out. And that's why I think this is going to be a better year uh, uh, born them because of the fact mentally they don't they can't come out saying oh this is a team we're supposed to beat they they are they they understand what's at stake so that's why when you're saying what is Staley telling these guys all he has to do is look no further is put the schedule up on the board and say go out and fart around and practice if you want to go out and let's not finish drills okay let's go out and not get in shape you go, okay let's not practice hard okay let's not be attention to details you want to start this season 0 and four you just got paid 218 million guaranteed money. You just got you just got the look. You hey, I'm gonna tell you, young quarterback, you gotta go out and win. You better make sure that your receivers are in the right right spot. You make sure that guys are reading coverages, knowing to break off their hot route. This is Staley's and his defense and all these guys. They have to be on task right now because their season starts now. It doesn't start that first week. 
It's right now because of the schedule. So that's why I think, Borna, the mindset of this team is going to start up a lot hotter than it had to. And you're starting off hot, Low. I love it. I'll tell you this. The Chargers, Lorenzo, they have the sixth toughest schedule in the NFL this year. Um, wow. And no one, and no, and no one, no one cares. No one's crying for them. The no. Chiefs have the fifth hardest. The Bills have the fourth hardest. The Dolphins have the third hardest. They're also in a tough position. The Raiders have the second toughest. You think you think you think the Raiders? You think Jimmy G's excited for that? No one cares. No you got cares. Justin Herbert. You got the best safety. You got a defensive head coach. You got a great pass rush of two guys who are going to be in Canton. You got a wide receiver who's going to be in Canton. Another one who's in a Pro Bowler every year. You got an All Pro running back. You got an All Pro left tackle. No one cares. It's up to you. And I think that starts today at training camp. If I'm Brandon Staley, I'm sitting with my whole 53 or whatever, 100 now in camp. I'm getting a whiteboard, and I'm saying no one cares. Do you want it? I guess we'll find out, Lo. We will talk it. very, very soon, my friend. No worries, brother. Cheers. Thanks. Che cheers, everyone. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.